The Wonderful Wizard of Oz by L. Frank Baum. Chapter 20. This is a Wibbervox recording. All the Wibbervox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit Wibbervox.org. The Wonderful Wizard of Oz by L. Frank Baum. Chapter 20. The Dainty China Country. While the woodman was making a ladder from the wood which he found in the forest, Dorsey laid down and slept, and for she was tired by the long walk. The lion also curled himself up to sleep, and Toto lay beside him. The scarecrow watched the woodman while he worked and said to him, I cannot think why there's a wall here, nor what it's made of. Rest your brains and do not worry about the wall, replied the woodman. When we have climbed over it, we shall know what is on the other side. After a time, the ladder was finished. It looks clumsy, but the tin woodman was sure it was strong and would answer their purpose. The scarecrow waked Dorothy and the lion and Toto and told them the ladder was ready. The scarecrow climbed up the ladder first, but he was so awkward that Dorothy had to fall close behind and keep him from falling off. When he got his head over the top of the wall, the scarecrow said, Oh my! Go on, exclaimed Dorothy. So the scarecrow climbed further off the wall and sat at the top of the wall, and Dorothy put her head over and cried, Oh my, just as the scarecrow had done. Then Toto came up and immediately began to bark, but Dorothy made him still. The lion climbed up the ladder next, and the tin woodman came, and both of them cried, Oh my, as soon as they looked over the wall. When they were sitting all in rows on the top of the wall, they looked down and saw a strange sight. Before them, with a great stretch of country, having a floor as smooth and shining as the white of the bottom of a big platter, scattered around were many houses entirely of china and painted in the brightest colors. These houses were quite small, the biggest of them reaching only as high as Deutsch's waist. There were also little barns with china fences around them, and many cows and sheep and horses and pigs and chickens, all made of china, were standing about in the groups. But the strangest of all were the people who lived in this queer country. They were milkmaids and shepherdess with brightly colored bodices and golden spots all over their gowns. And the princesses were the most gorgeous flock of silver and gold and purple. And the shepherd's dress and knee breeches with pink and yellow and blue stripes down them. And the golden bucklets on the shoes and the princess with jeweled crowns upon their heads wearing a mean robes with satin doublets, and funny clown and ruffled gowns with red spots upon their cheeks and tall, pointed caps. And the strangest of all these people, they were all made of china, even to their clothes, and were so small that the tallest of them was no higher than Dorothy's knee. No one did so much as looks the travelers at first, except one little purple china dog with an extra large head which came up to the wall and bugged them in a tiny little voice, afterward running back again. How should we get down? asked Dorothy. They found the ladder so heavy they could not pull it up, so the scarecrow fell off the wall and the others jumped down upon him so that the hard floor would not hurt their feet. Of course, they took pains not to lighten on his head and get the pins in their feet. When all was safely down, they picked up Scarecrow, whose body was quite flattened out, and patted the straw back into shape. We must cross the strange place in order to get the other side, said Dorothy, for it would be unwise for us to go any other way except south. They began walking through the country of China people, and the first thing they came to was a China milkmaid milking a China cow. As they drew near, the cow suddenly gave a kick and kicked over the stool, the pail, and even the milkmaid herself, and all fell upon the China ground with a great clatter. 
Dorothy was shocked to see the cow had broken her leg off and the pail was lined in several small pieces while the milkmaid had a nick in her left elbow. There, cried the milkmaid angrily. See what you have done. My cow has a broken leg and I must go to the mender's shop and have a glue on again. What do you mean by coming here and finding my cow? I'm very sorry, returned Dorothy. Please forgive us. But the pretty milkmaid was much too vexed to make any answer. She picked up the leg sulkily and led her cow away, the poor animal limping on three knees. As she left them, the milkmaid cast many reproachful glances over her shoulder in the clumsy sieges, holding her nicked elbow close to her side. Dorsey was quite grieved at the mishap. We must be very careful here, said the kind-hearted woman, or we may hurt these little people so they will never get over it. A little farther on, Dorothy met the most beautifully dressed young princess, who stopped short as she saw the strangers and started to run away. Dorothy wanted to see more of the princess, so she ran after her, but the china girl cried out, Don't chase me! Don't chase me! She had such a frightened little voice that Dorothy stopped and said, Why not? Because, answered the princess, also stopping a safe distance away, if I shall run, I shall fall and break myself. Can you be mended? asked the girl. Oh, yes, but no one is ever so pretty after being mended, you know, replied the princess. I suppose not, said Dorothy. Now, there's Mr. Joker, one of our clowns, continued the china lady, who is always trying to stand upon his head. He has broken himself so often, he is mended in a hundred places and doesn't look pretty at all. Here he comes now, so you could see for yourself. Indeed, a jolly little clown came walking up toward them, and Dorothy could see that in spite of his pretty clothes and red and yellow and green, he completely covered with cracks, running every which way and showing plainly that he had been mended in many places. The clown had put his hands in his pockets, and after puffing out his cheeks and nodding his head at them saucily, he said, I lady fail. Do you say poor Mr. Joker? You're quite a snail and brim and live in it up a poker. Be quiet, sir, said the princess. Can't you see those strangers should be treated with respect? Well, that respect I expect, declared the clown and immediately stood upon his head. Don't mind, Mr. Joker, said the princess to Dorothy. He is constantly cracking his head, and that makes it foolish. Oh, I don't mind a bit, said Dorsey. Well, you are so beautiful, she continued, that I am sure I would love you dearly. Won't you let me carry you back to Kansas and stay on our infantile? I could carry you in a basket. That would make me very unhappy, answered the China princess. You see, here in our country we live contently and can talk and move around as we please. But whenever any of us is taking away, our joints at once stiffen, and we can only stand straight and look pretty. Of course, that is all expected of us when we are on mantles and cabinets and drawing room tables, but our lives are much pleasanter here in our own country. I would not make you unhappy for all the world, exclaimed Dorothy. So I'll just say goodbye. Goodbye, replied the princess. They walked carefully through the China country. The little animals and all the people scampered out of their way, fearing the strangers would break them. And after an hour or so, the strangers reached the other side of the country and came to another China wall. It was not as high as the first. However, 
by standing upon the lion's back. They managed to scramble to the top. Then the lion gathered his legs and jumped on the wall. But as he jumped, he upset a china church with his tail and smashed it to pieces. That's too bad, said Dorothy. But I really think we are lucky in those little people more harm than breaking a cow's leg in the church. They are so brittle. They are indeed, said the scarecrow. And I am thankful I am made strong and cannot be easily damaged. There are the worst things in the world than being the scarecrow. End of chapter 20